Hey everybody, welcome to AfterBuzz TV. Tonight we're talking six on the History Channel, episode five, Collateral. Tonight, live in studio, Donnie Boaz, who plays Buck. He's going to have all the inside scoop of everything six. Stick around, we're going to talk to him. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Welcome to the show. Howdy, partner. All right. What's going on over here? I don't know. Hey, welcome, guys. Six on the on the History Channel here live after Buzz TV. We got Donnie. We got Sally. We got me. My name is Daniel Lingard. You can follow me at the Dan Lingard on Instagram and Twitter. Over to my girl, Sally. Well, howdy, y'all. I'm Sally, and you can catch me on all things social media at Sally Hangout. I don't think she's just trying to mimic my accent. You want to find me on my Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Donnie Boaz. <laughs> Donnie, very humble, Donnie. Yes, thank, yes, you so, yes. thank you so much for being here, man. This is going to be yes, great. Dan, so Sally, awesome. thanks for having me. This is how we initiate you onto the sick show. You know, we, he's from Texas. He's the first person I was yeah, initiate yeah, everybody yeah. on know, our show. That's you know, how everybody gets initiated. Come on, Dan, don't be... I mean, yeah, every week, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you, as everybody knows that's watching, you play Buck on, yes. on the show. Yes. And before we get to your... Your death scene, which I'm sorry uh, to say. Wait, I'm dead? Wait, uh, oh, you didn't know? Uh, they haven't told you yet, huh? They, spoiler. You're going back next week. Yes, and if you guys have any questions for mm. Donnie, make sure you hit us up on the live feed. Uh, we'll have the chat up, and we'll be able to talk to you guys. And also, hit me on Twitter at Sully Hangout, and I will be making sure your questions mm-hmm. get answered. I want to talk about your role on the show. Now, for the first couple of weeks, Sally and I were in here, we're talking. Oh, my gosh. And every once in a while, we'd see you in the back, you have like one or two lines. And like one week, I said... Buck is my like favorite character, and he has two lines. Like, how is he doing this to me? How am I liking yeah, Buck Dan this much? Yeah, Dan loved I you said, from day one. And I said, why? I said, over under, does he get more than five lines the next week? And this was going into episode four. <laughs> mm-hmm. And in episode four, that was your episode. They, yes. I was like, finally, finally. And then at the end of the episode, it's like, oh, okay, great. The, my favorite yeah. character. But what I wanted to ask you about, uh, I just went on a really run-on sentence there, but I don't care. This is great. I want to ask you about... The scene, the, the webcam scene in, I don't know, maybe episode two, was it, Sally? Mm-hmm. Where we see your wife, and you say that you're not sure you can trust her. And I said to myself, oh, there, something's going down with this, but we never got to see your relationship. And I was super disappointed by that. There was a lot that doesn't get shown. I mean, right. when you're sitting there reading the script, there okay. was a whole play out where Chase, I'm introducing him, and not only in episode four, yeah. where I'm putting him through the works, but he's also our uh, tech expert. And I was yeah. like, all right, you're going to help me set cameras up in my house. And there's this whole scene written out. We're breaking in. This he's is- like, dude, I can't break into a house. And I was like, it's my house. You want me to break into your own house? Shut up. Get in here and let's do it. And we just cut it. So much gets cut right. in the meantime. Even things that you film, you're just like, well, that's not there. And so it, the show is so good. I so am good. such a TV nut myself, and I'm kind of addicted to six myself. Oh, can you, my God. Can so, you give me a copy of the deleted scenes? We, want to we, we, want we, a copy. we need Everyone a DVD. Does. We need an editor's cut special. The crazy thing about it is from the beginning, Dan and I were like, man, it's only eight episodes. They're right. going to have to pack so much in. And I already knew there was going to be all this stuff that we were going to miss. And then I was just like... Oh man, like there's so much I want. I want more. I want more. And hopefully history history please extend it. Make it more. Yeah. Was there any scenes with you and your wife Tammy that were cut that you guys did together? Episode one, there was the six of us. We were at the Quinceañera, uh, Juan Pablo's oh, daughter. Yeah. Buddha's kid, yeah. And the six of us are actually singing at the Quinceañera and there's this play out between Barry, uh, Bear and Bear. his wife, me and my wife, JP and his wife, and so you're showing all of these relationships. The whole song gets cut. 
I mean, we probably spent half a day singing this song. Oh I had my voice at the Your end of the day. Shot. And uh, we were all, my girl, my girl. And, and, it, and Barry was actually a rock star. I don't know if you knew this before he became oh. an actor. And so he actually made his <laughs> very first album the same week he got booked onto a show. And so he had the choice, music, movies. And so I was like, all right, you're the singer. You're going to have to leave me in. And it's like, hey, I guess yeah. you um, that say. Voice. Oh, I and love it. That completely voice. cut. So hopefully that is in the outtakes. But it, sh- it showed more of the relationships so because Tammy, my wife, Britt, she said, I love you, I love you, I love you. Oh, I love and that, And so yeah. it, it showed more of the relationships and us being right. close. And I probably got a couple smacks on her butt. And, oh, good. And, and <laughs> so it was a win-win for the everybody part, the then. Win-win. of being an actor. Sally, I know you got some questions for him. Do you want to get that out well, I mean, before the there's, there's so much to discuss in questions, but I want to get into the episode and ask him as we go, you know, because I'm, okay. ready. I'm ready. Um, the death, the death scene. Uh, I, my, our question last week right. was, are you, were you wearing a bulletproof vest or no? Right. We I didn't was understand like, what was happening. But you know what's so crazy? Someone actually like they answered, tweeted, yeah, they, they tweeted, tweeted it for us. But during, we were watching it live, I was like, I don't understand. Cops wear bulletproof vests, mm-hmm. but then these guys are about to go into these missions where death is very, very highly possible. How do you just get shot like that? It comes down to your training. When I was in weapons training, they put us through not only SEAL training, but weapons training for this, and they had to break me day one when I'm sitting there with my gun, AR-15, or whatever they have in my hand, the saw, and you want to blade off. Blade off means that I'm turning my hips in and I'm doing this, leaving my rib cage open. Okay. You always want to square off because this is where your steel plate is. Yeah. And so that's the way that they train you. And I'm doing exactly what I was supposed to here, 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 and somebody ends up shooting me from the side. If Kyle had just been four seconds sooner, I would still be on the show. Freaking Kyle, Thanks, man. Kyle. Come on, Kyle. <laughs> but um, it's the cost of war. And there's something that Barry says somebody has to pick up the tab and. Sadly, just even two weeks ago in Yemen, we just had a member mm-hmm. of SEAL Team 6 fall, and that, right. that, that is a part of war. And it's mm-hmm. and that was one of the hard things. David Broyles, uh, Bill Broyles' son, they're the creators of the show and the writers, and he was a pararescue, and he lost men in battle, and that is a part of the story that had to have been told. And I knew. I knew when I was signing contracts this was it. And uh, I never said anything to anyone. I think my mother might have been the only one that knew. Not even my own sister. She's chewing me out on my text messages. Right, right. You didn't tell your own sister? Yeah. And I even, uh, Edwin, who plays Chase, he about cussed me out there on set when he read script four. He's like, man, how can you not tell a brother, man? He's like, yeah. you've known this entire time. <laughs> I didn't want it to be about that. I didn't right. want the right. pity, oh, I'm sorry, you're not going to be here next week. It's just you let everybody feel it when it happens, when it reacts. Yeah. Yeah. My best friends on the planet didn't know. My own family didn't know. And that's actually kind of hard to... He knows uh, how to keep secrets. Yeah. To, you didn't tweet us here at right. AfterBuzz TV? <laughs> Nobody knew. Um, during your I actually might have told Sarah Fink, my publicist, about oh. it. <laughs> I needed her to know what was coming up. <laughs> during uh, during your uh, the montage, this, the uh, video montage that they play, they play a song, and I know that that meant something to you and your family. If you could tell us all about that, that'd be great. The name of the song is Lord, It's Hard to Be Humble. They'd actually tried to get Friends in Low Places, but I was like, eh, I mean, that means something, Garth Brooks, but you're sure. not going to pay half a million dollars for, for that song. they pay half a mil to put that on there? If you wanted to get Friends in Low Places. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I was like, guys, since you're not going to pay that out, even though this is one of the most expensive shows on TV to shoot, it's like six, eight million dollars an episode. I think it's top Crazy. five most expensive shows. And after you watch it, you see you why. See why yeah. yeah. Uh, but 
Lord, It's Hard to Be Humble is the family song. Every Thanksgiving, my father, he can sing. He opens up concerts for Alan Jackson, Reba McIntyre. And uh, we we play it uh, around a, a, a pool table in a, <laughs> at my aunt's house in Arkansas. And Lord, it's hard to be humble. And so I guess it was probably before we got out of SEAL training. I'd already taught all the guys. They fell in love with the song. And when we couldn't get friends in low places, I... Kind of stuck my hand up. Hey, yeah. David, how about we try and get this song? He tried to play hardball. I was like, no, it's $5,000, $10,000. I don't think we can afford it. He was just playing it off because it was supposed to be a surprise to me that oh, they ended up that's, putting that's, the song nice in the show. Yeah, yeah, that's so, so dope. I know that means a lot to my father, my father's side of the family. My sister, she even uh, Facebook tweeted out about it. She was like, it's a sad day, but we got the family song on national TV. So that was cool. Well, you did talk about like... The training that you had to go through, and I know one of our folks that follow us, her name is Shannon O'Kelly, and she wanted to know, for this role, what was the hardest thing physically and mentally to prepare for? Mm. I was excited about SEAL training. February 14th, 2016 is when I found out I booked the show, and February 17th is when we started SEAL training, so it's been right out a year. Well, wow. happy anniversary then. Right. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. I've known the guys one year now. God, how do you just create family, and this is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I was excited about it. I'm an athlete. I've always been an athlete. It's what I identified myself as a child. I went from cross-country football, basketball, baseball, track, tennis, summer basketball, rinse and repeat. It's all I did. It's all I knew. And so I couldn't have been more excited about this. I did a film in the past called uh, My All-American, got to play quarterback for the University of Texas. And who doesn't want to be quarterback for the University of Texas, especially if you're from Texas? Right. Right. And so we got to go through two and three a day football training for that. And of course that's fun. You're playing football. So I was excited to get into SEAL training. When I was 18 years old, I wanted to be a Navy SEAL. I stood in front of a Navy recruiter. They took me through the steps. I took the ASVAB, scored off the charts on it, scored a 96, raised my hand and said, I will serve my country. And I'm supposed to be deployed one month later. And in that one month, I got signed as a model and got a full ride scholarship to play football. And so now I had a fork in the road of which one (laughs) do you want to do? And so uh, I I chose the uh, modeling football route. You know, it's crazy. No one ever comes up to me on the street and says, hey, you want to be a model? They don't (laughs) do that to me, though. But Donnie. It's the hair. How did Donnie? I would like to know how that happened, though. Did someone just came up to you when you're walking around the mall? Like, how does that go down? I was a personal trainer. This lady walked up to me and she says, you ever thought about doing any modeling like at the gym yeah i was like no modeling's for birds nobody wants to do that (laughs) and she she said uh no i I think you'd be really good at this i'm like i'm I'm really not interested and she's like look i'll 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 train with you for uh, like a month or two months i'm like wow all right where do we go i'll give you you money if you'll be a model with me so i went to kim dawson there in dallas and um ended up getting signed my first job was mothers against drunk driving i sat on a couch and laughed and made more money in two hours than I did all week as a personal trainer. I was like, well, maybe modeling maybe isn't for is the first. Right. This is where I go next. Second yeah. job was uh, Abercrombie. They sent me off to San Francisco for a week, and my third job was a runway show in Milan. It changed my life. Dude. Between the ages of 19 and 25, I went to about 27 countries, all with a job. Got to see the world at a young age, and so modeling changed my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could have taken that other fork in the road. Who would I be today if I actually right. was a, a member? But you still, like... Look at how God works, right? Because, like, you still got to be a Navy SEAL. In a particular way, right? You know, like, art, I always say this, art imitates life and life imitates art. And and the beauty of that is that, as I believe that as an actor, you get to be all the things that you were kind of good at but not great at. You know, you can be a basketball player on TV. You could be a Navy SEAL, football player. You get to do all these things that... 
You know, you it's, may not have time to do in real life. It's been a full circle several times. When I was playing football uh, in college, modeling came back to bite me. I did a Calvin Klein underwear ad, and you're not allowed to do any kind of promotional thing. So I ended up losing my scholarship. And wow. I thought my whole world was over because I couldn't play football anymore. And it just sent my life again in another direction. Mm-hmm. Ten years later, I get to come back, and I'm playing football. And I thought that that was a dream role of a lifetime, but being a member of this six is represents something so much more than being a quarterback for a college football team. And what you were asking about uh, SEAL training, I was so excited to show up to SEAL training. I was yeah. like, I, I usually am the best, especially when it comes to actors, I mean, because they've been acting since they were six, seven, so they, they have, that's their background. My background is sports. Okay, let's go. I love right. to compete. I'm probably the most competitive person I know. Besides my sister, she and I would go at it. We will box in the living room right now. We we really? love to, we love to. How compete. old is your sister? My sister's two years younger than me. She's thirty four. And um, <laughs> so, so now you're saying your age as well. <laughs> right, right, right. Hint, hint. What is my sister is the real deal though. My sister's been in the Navy for fifteen years now. Oh wow! Goodness. And uh, as hard as SEAL training was, I, I probably was the best athlete. I was the best runner, the best swimmer. That put a target on my back real quick, and that's usually what happens in real SEAL training. Yeah. But it's whoever's the fastest, whoever's the strongest swimmer, that puts a target on your back because that makes you the individual, and it's not about you; it's about the team. Mm. And so they had to break me first. They teamed me up with the weakest runner. They teamed me up with the weakest swimmer. It wasn't that was just, in SEAL Fit. They were doing this in too. SEAL Fit, crazy. And the guy that was the weakest swimmer had a, a bum knee, and so I'm having to move. In my opinion, like a snail's pace when I just wow. want to be a gazelle and go. Yeah. And when they teamed me up with the weakest swimmer, he wasn't just the weakest swimmer. He couldn't swim. Not only could he not swim, he was afraid of water. Wow. And so we're told, swim to the buoy, go down, grab sand, stick it on your head, come up, put your hands out of the water, and tread water. And it's probably 200 yards out of the buoy. And I do that for fun. Yeah, right. I try and do that not leaving six feet away from your swim buddy who's afraid of water. Yeah. And so I'm the guy that lets his partner drown. And, of course, I'm the one that has to be punished because it's like, well, how do you achieve a mission? Who, who were these guys? Are they weren't, were they any of your cast members? These yes. like, oh, so you're gonna, yeah. Who's this guy that can't swim? <laughs> who's afraid of water? Who can't swim? I am not going to say Oh, that. man. But I think it's beautiful how you're talking about how in SEAL Fit they taught you the importance of brotherhood and that's so, it great. it's I reflected love that. so beautifully on screen and especially in this episode unfortunately with your passing and even down to like when they go into the cell to try to find Rip the FD1 with the chalk like all these little things that says these are my brothers these are my people you know going into his cage and finding his personal belongings like just since episode one I've gotten to see all these little like gems of like what it means to be part of the secret what society. What was important to us was to make it real. Mm-hmm. I mean, because the everyday man can see something and wouldn't notice these things, but we have a higher accountability right. to not only the men and women that serve this country, but the highest elite fighting force the world has ever known, DevGrew. You have to make them proud. You have to... I mean, and, and the thing is, sometimes you're never going to be able to meet up to their standards. But I want to come pretty damn close. And we had three members of DevGrew, SEAL Team 6, that were in our ear hole constantly. And if we were doing something that wasn't up to par, they were there to tell us. SEAL training is the hardest thing I ever did, mm-hmm. ever in my life. 
two and three a days, football, Texas heat, 110 degrees, nothing. Nothing. In comparison. Longest I may have worked out in my life, three hours. You ever worked out for 68 hours straight? Waterboarded yourself in six-foot waves in the You Pacific? worked out for 68 hours straight? No, no sleep. sleep. No sleep. We thought we were going to get sleep one night. They let us go to bed at 8, and they kicked in our door at 8.30 downstairs two oh, minutes. Oh, God, right when the... you go to sleep, right? Right <laughs> you hit that. <laughs> oh, but it's like you've been up since 0500, and then finally you think you get to lay down. Your head hits the pillow. It's not even two seconds. You're out and then kicking the door downstairs, and they're spraying you in the face with a hose, asking you questions. When did the seal start? We've got a guy that's British, another one that's Colombian, another one's Canadian. What do they know about American history? <laughs> and it's like John F. Kennedy, 1963. They're like, who? What? And so you stay down in push-up position until you figure out the answer, because somehow that helps you figure out the right. answer. What? And then I think we were doing that for about an hour and a half. And then you had to go out in the ocean, hold arm in arm in, in the Pacific in February, and just get beat up by waves. So where the training was in? We were down in uh, San Diego. San Diego, yeah. yeah. Wow. Talk about hardcoreness for a role. You know, like a lot of people out there, you know, they say they want this career, but I mean, when you hear stuff like this, it's like you gotta. I have to be honest, it's almost even a crapshoot because I've met some actors that are kind of soft. I mean, we're spoiled. We're spoiled. And that spoiled can catch up with you. And I've been in fighting scenes, fake fighting scenes, where somebody takes a punch and they're like, oh, my neck, uh, go ahead and bring my stunt double in. I'm like, come, come on. Yeah. <laughs> somebody won't even fall on the ground without a mat. Right. We're not those six guys. They got six guys that just wanted it. And we had some guys at, at moments that the oh, whole man. point is to break you. Right. And we had a guy that was broken in three hours said, I don't need this. Did, I don't need this. Oh, you, and you're not going to tell me who that is, right? <laughs> no. Who, did, you, did you break? You can tell me that? No. You did not break? No. Awesome. No. The strongest of us was probably Juan Pablo Raba. Of yeah. course. He, Vamos. Um, <laughs> no matter who he said there, if he said, oh yeah, of course, fair. You love all these guys. I do. I love them all. Oh we, my God. We actually had a mutiny moment. One of our guys uh, wanted to pull everybody off. So guys, we don't need to do with this anymore. We've proven everything. And they look yes. at me and they're like, well, what are you going to do, Buck? And I said, I'm going to stay with my team. And they're like, now you want to be a member of the team. You were running off and swimming off without everybody else, and now uh-huh. you want to be a member of the team. And uh, Juan Pablo said, well, I, I just can't quit. And I'm, I looked at him and I go, well, I'm not going to let him go alone. And so he and I were back in the water. I looked at him and go, I don't want to go back in the water. It's 3 <laughs> o'clock in the morning. We've been awake for 60 hours. I'm like, I just don't want to go back in the water. Anything but go back in the water. And it's so cold. If you when you shake, you have the shivers. But I'm talking full body convulsing. Uh, I'm gonna hug a naked man because he's got heat next to him. Right, right. I mean, I'm hugging guys that I don't even know because it's so cold. And we finished. We finished. We showed up as six complete strangers. We left as six brothers. And I believe that that shows not only in the show, but it showed at the table read. We showed up and it was 72 people there. People in New York could see this camaraderie that mm. was already there. They gave us a challenge coin, and I'd heard about challenge coins. If you're in the military, uh, a higher-ranking officer gives you a challenge coin because you've done something to earn it, an achievement. I didn't know what that would mean to me. They handed me that challenge coin. They put it in the palm of my hand, and I broke. I broke because it it meant something. My sister has about a dozen of those. (gasps) You just have the one. Your sister's a bad mamma jamma. Yes, she is. Oh, come on. And I will take full blame and credit for how tough she is. (laughs) And um, yeah, right. it, it meant a lot to me. My first phone call after SEAL training, everybody called that person that was special to them. And uh, I called my sister. And for Christmas, I gave that SEAL coin to my sister because she's the real deal. 15 years, she's going to be a lifer. She's going to spend 20 years in the Navy. So she's got the and, coin and now. She's, That's great. Uh, she's been promoting the show uh, throughout the Navy, and, and we've been getting some good feedback from them. So How long was good. your training with those guys? 
we had about a week of seal training. Here's the thing: buds last six months, and hell. Week, I was going to ask how much do they really? Yeah. They, six seals really train it, buds is six months, and that's just the initial training. That that's what weeds the you say men from the boys, but the dropout rate is eighty percent. Mm-hmm. So only twenty percent of them make it, and that's just seals. Now we're talking about DevGrew Seal Team Six. Only five percent of those twenty, so two out of every one hundred people that try out for seals actually going to be a member of Seal Team Six. This represents something so big. Wow! And what an honor to be a part of it. Yeah, that's even if I am so much knowledge. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> I feel so good right now. Yeah. We need to have you on every week. Yeah, every we, week. Sarah? Huh? Sarah? I, I, I got to start divulging who, who does what, who is the mutiny, <laughs> who quit three times, who can't swim. You're giving us, so, you're giving so us uh, the scoop. I mean, everyone wants to know the scoop yeah. every I'm week. I'm sure you one of the other guys bit. might yeah. divulge this information. Oh, right. how, how does it feel watching the show? Like, what, I mean, for us, we're, we're, we're over here writing all this stuff because I get so I'm into it. What about you guys? Because I know you guys live tweet together and watch it together. It means a lot. I, I've been... I don't know, I've done a hundred films and TV shows. I have never had a camaraderie or a brotherhood like this. Mm. And and I've been on projects, and usually you start a, an open thread so you can communicate during the production. A group text. I've never had one that's probably lasted two, three weeks after production is done. You might tweet or something or, or text each other while it's airing, but then you move on to your life, and you go on and have wife yeah. and kids and whatever. Not me, but everybody else. <laughs> and, well, we'll uh, get into that later, hopefully. <laughs> but uh, we, I'll pick up my phone, and it'll say I have 108 missed texts. Are you kidding? We have probably two or three threads. There's one of the entire cast. There's one of just the six of us. And these guys, Jalen will never stop texting. <laughs> can, can we? Can you tell us about these like uh, get-togethers you guys have weekly yeah, to watch the show? Every week since episode one, we've been getting together, and everybody hosts it uh, at, a, at a different place. Cool. Uh, episode three, we went to uh, Kim's house. She directed episode three. She's mm-hmm. known for uh, Boys Don't Cry. And so we went to her house and watched it. Episode four, I believe, was at, wasn't it Barry's? That one was at Edwin's. Edwin is a phenomenal chef. You want nice. great, amazing seafood, that's crab cakes, thing. lobster, whatever you want. That's the guy's house you want to. He spoiled us there. Episode five, Jalen took care of it. He uh, is also a personal trainer. And the lady that started True Religion, we went to her house tonight in just a beautiful mansion. And it, we're spoiled. Just get to sit and watch the show together, live tweet. And uh, it's great to keep the team together. It's going to be sad after episode eight. We're going to have to find some reason to get together. The, the right. lady that started True Religion, does, what, does she have any affiliation with the show? She doesn't. Jalen didn't think that his place was big enough to hold <laughs> 25 people that show up every week because it yeah. seems like our group keeps getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. And he's like, you got two more right here. We'll come, we'll <laughs> come yeah, watch it. I'll, I guess. I'll, totally come I'll see y'all next you. Wednesday for episode six. <laughs> oh, there you go. We got the invite. your invitation. Oh, my God. So... Should we get into this episode? All right, let's get into the episode. Um, I kind of just want right, i want to get into the fact that the, the, the webcam is still rolling after your death. Right. And the, we don't find out till the end, but did you think, Sally, that anything was good? What did you think was going to happen with the webcam thing? Because I know what I thought, but I want to get your opinion. Okay, so... Because we saw it happen. We saw that the girl... Shut it off. Like, okay, ooh, she saw let's, something. let's talk Dharma, about the fact. Dharma. Yes, we found out her name, Dharma. <laughs> and we did find out that she's in high school because last week uh, Dan asked me how old do I think she was. And I was like, high school, maybe we'll give her freshman in college. Right. So I was right, high school, hey now. Um, but Dharma, when she played it, honestly, 
my first initial reaction was like, okay, let me not be quick to judge. I ain't the judge and jury. Somebody else is. Okay. So I was like, um, maybe she didn't cheat, you know, because we didn't hear the end of it, right? I wanted to give her the benefit of the doubt, ladies and gentlemen. I, <laughs> I was like, you know what? We didn't see it. Dharma stopped the tape. I'm going right. wait. The one thing we know about Buck is that he tells it how it is. And he said in like episode two, he's like, I think my wife's cheating on me. And I just said, I go, she definitely is. Buck wouldn't, Buck just knows. Listen, 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 Dan. This I know is, you're right here. This is weird listen, that he's right here. Listen, this is how we would talk this if you weren't here. This is how we talk here. if you weren't here. <laughs> but this is what I told Dan when we first saw it. I asked Dan, I was like, would you do that? Like, would you spy on your wife? And we talked about like... The men who are away and kind of how hard it is on relationships. Right. but Casualties of war in all these different ways and right. how it affects people, blah, blah, blah. Right. But I want to give people the benefit of the doubt. I want to see the good in them. I see the good in people. So, hey, until proven guilty, yeah. I was innocent. Until then, later on, we found out the truth. Now, Donnie, when you were filming that, did you know ahead of time that she was cheating on you? Like, in that scene when you said, I, th- like, I think my wife might be cheating on me, did they give you the scripts ahead of time knowing that she was, or did you not know? I knew a base storyline. We didn't okay. have that script. Usually the script, usually you're halfway through, let's say, episode two before you get the script for episode three, and we yeah. all... We, we, you tear through it as fast as you can, yeah. so we're on our... T- <laughs> texting one another. This is war. Mm-hmm. I mean... I, one of the guys that trained us, I'm not allowed to say his name, even though he's on like two TV shows right now, but you don't know what he does in the military. Okay. He was gone for 270 days one year, 270 days the next year, 300 days the next year, and 300 days the next year. He's been married 15 years and has four kids. Jeez. How? I mean, How? That, right. that's the successful story. Right. So, and SEALs are different. I mean, just like you can see in the show, I mean, we have a different storyline because they can go off to war, be gone a week, and come back home. And most of the time when you're sent off on deployment, you're gone nine months, six months, a year. Mm-hmm. You don't know. And when you don't have that warm body to keep your in your bed late at night, and here's the crazy story. A lot of times, even after they do break up and get divorced, they go marry another member of SEAL Team 6. They, they keep doing the same thing. It's like, why not go marry the mailman yeah. that's going to be home Is it just like a stuff. habit type thing, or it's just like that's what they're used to? Or I, These are the stories I hear. I okay. don't know these okay. people yeah, personally. Yeah. Right, of course. But I, I do have a cousin that's in the military, and he uh, went off, served three tours. He came home to an empty bank account and a wife that was gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, this happens more often than not. Uh, Bill, who is the writer of the show, he also wrote Jarhead. And I remember there's a story mm-hmm. in yeah. there. With Jake Gyllenhaal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they send a, a, a DVD. They think they're watching Deer Hunter, but it's actually a, a woman sleeping with the neighbor and says, oh, you think you're the only one that can cheat? And there's nothing he can do. These are real stories. These are yeah. true stories. And, yeah. and these men put their lives on the line. And as you see in episode tonight, what are we working for? $20 an hour. Well, after travel, it's about $18 18. an hour. They definitely and don't get paid enough. Not near enough and then they're not taking care of them when we get home but that is a whole other story. That's a whole other thing. America, please take care of your veterans. We want to yes. try and take care of the rest of the world. Please take care of the people that put their lives on the line. Please, mm. please. Shout please it out, us. Donnie. Keep going. It's fine. It, this it, is your this is, is your voice right here. Anything you want to say? There's a, a, a role that I portrayed on a film called Deep in the Heart a man by the name of Dan Walrath and I learned that veterans commit suicide every was it 22 people every day? This is something that I didn't know, but I find highly unacceptable. Within the last three years, I believe over 300,000 veterans have passed. Why? Why? Why is our VA, and we just got through the new administration, this, whoever's the head of the new VA, had a 100% approval rate. Mm. So I hope this person steps in and does the job that needs to be done. And the thing is, they're not, they're not dying from what's happening at war, whether it be PTSD. A lot of times it's the medication they're taking right. back here. But Dan Walrath created an organization um, 
he gives away a home a month, and he makes it possible for them to be able to take care of themselves. Sometimes they come back with no arms, no legs, right. and they have a wife and three kids, and our government gives them $1,300 a month. Where's that going to go? I couldn't get an apartment in Hollywood right now, a studio. So how am I going <laughs> to take care of a family? And so a lot of times they lose all hope, and I'm worth more dead than alive, and that is an unacceptable feeling. Uh, I've got another friend that started an organization called Suiting Warriors, and people donate suits, and they give them to these veterans when they come back so that they can have a chance to compete in the work field. Mm-hmm. And that is something I very much want to bring to the forefront. I mean, if this has given us any kind of platform, please, please, please right. take care of our veterans. They're putting their life on the line, and I'm right. now we're all worried about people from Syria and Iraq can't get in the country. What about the 45 homeless veterans that are sitting on Skid Row over here? Yes, I, want, I want to go help those people. Those right. They seem to be more than my priority because they have fought for mm-hmm. me. And... I I want this to be brought to the forefront of the conversation. Yeah, it's so important. I know you asked me earlier, what did I do for Valentine's Day, and that's what I did. <laughs> I right. went to Skid Row to feed the homeless. Um, and a lot of the guys and women out there are veterans, and and it's just one of those things where it's like, talk about it all the time. You can't keep taking from the world. You got to give back to it, and it's so important that. This might not be your thing, you know, it may not be veterans, but find something that gives you purpose, meaning, and passion and go help people because mm-hmm. we're not going to be here forever, but the time that we do, the limited time that God has given us here, let's put it to use. And so, and that and that's what I love about this show, that this show is giving people, I mean, I see the hashtag, the, the, there are veterans and people who have served that talk to you guys and just reading the discussions, I'm so moved that because I'm an actor myself, that when you use your vessel to be able to do that, to touch people and and speak and be this voice. So kudos to you for doing that and, and to all the men who are starting up these organizations. Six was uh, very helpful. You and I were talking before we came out here about homeless and that being mm-hmm. one of our uh, our passions to, to giving back. And right. uh, I went to my parents uh, have a church in Dallas, Texas, Fountain of the Living Word. And they sponsor a homeless shelter there, the International Street Church. And I've been blessed on projects from Dallas or uh, Queen of the South, uh, My All-American. They've allowed me to donate. The, they donate the extra food and we give it right. to this homeless shelter. And the homeless shelter, it's too much for them that they even take it beyond the streets. But six, being in Wilmington, North Carolina, I didn't know a homeless shelter in Wilmington. But why not try? I went straight to the caterers, went to the producers, and I said, can we give away the extra food? I mean, because you see it day one. There's mm-hmm. so much extra food. Yeah. They try to save as much as they can so there's not waste, but some just has to go. And so we found a Salvation Army there in Wilmington, North Carolina, and six didn't even fight back. I mean, I've been on other productions like, no, we can't take the risk of right. somebody getting sick and then maybe suing the network. Six gave me no backlash. They were great. Uh, the executive producers like, nope, do whatever you can with it. And so I'm thankful for that. And that just shows the heart of the show. That's amazing that you did that. I think that's great. Um, not to change subjects too much, but let's we'll yeah, we move got on with the show. Didn't we? We, yeah, we got <laughs> yeah, heavy. Uh, no, but let's talk about this. Um, even in your, even after your death, Buck is still a badass. And he yeah. has that little speech oh that he wants to say to his buddies of how uh, he wants to be fired buried out of or, a canyon. Or, yeah, fired out of a canyon. What did you think of the, the whole canyon scene, Sally? I, well, first of all, I want to say that 
I love the fact that now yeah. I get to see Buck's sense of humor, even in yeah. the reading of his will. I was like, God. what? This guy. I'm telling you, there's so much untapped potential for this character. Was Why like, was, you know, I mean, I know some deleted scenes, Something that I didn't but... know was Buck and his will of sound mind and superlative body. I was like, yes. 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 Come yes. on. <laughs> Thank you, Bill and Dave. Yeah. <laughs> they, that... they, they knew me, and that's why they put something like that. That was so a that great, was great line. And so, and then, yeah, they're all like hammered, hammered, I mean, wasted. beyond hammered. I yeah. mean, it was ridiculous. Even in death, I'm giving them a hard time. All right, I'm sending you guys on one more mission. I'm sending you out to nowhere battlefield, right. and I'm making you do my history. Jeez. And so, uh, and they say that that's a part of it. And and I love even that scene where Tammy, she's wasted in, in, in the bar right yeah. there, and they're ready to go. They're like, we would die for them then, we will die for him now. Yeah. Because he died for you. There was something like so like scary, powerful about just seeing the bag, and you're like, Buck's in there? Like that just yeah. messed with me so bad. Yeah. Like two seconds ago, you were just like one of the guys, and now this is all that's left. Mm-hmm. It just it was or know, even a lot like, to take in. Even at the when they had to go to Tammy's house, like what it must be like for you to have to go tell the wife of your brother oh my God, that yeah, he's that gone, was... you know, and bring the flag and that whole thing. And then I noticed that on the porch, they had um, Texas there. And I was like, you're from Texas. Did they do that on purpose? They put the Texas Oh, yeah. Well, they was, had yeah. Texas everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. I mean, we the flag that they're actually handing her isn't the flag, the American flag. It's actually the Texas flag that right. I hang in my locker. And even from episode one, you can see that Texas flag there. And you could walk through the house. I mean, everything was Texas. I mean, they turned it on for me. And I was like, yes. thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, and even the patch that he, uh, Barry is holding. And he's sitting there holding the, I, I had a Texas uh, flag patch. And mm. it, it represents something bigger than me. It represents yeah. the entire state of Texas where I'm from. And, uh, I mean, everybody had their little patch. And that's the little flair that I wanted. But uh, Edwin, he's got Black Rifles Matter on, on his chest. I love it. And uh, I had a, one on my back that said, just the tip, I promise. And it was a, it was a bullet. And so it's like everybody has their little flair. But that, right. that Texas patch, you will see, I'm guessing in episode six, who that patch goes on to. And oh, so wow. It, wow. It, it, there's a passing it of the torch down. there. Okay. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm proud to, that I get to represent Texas. I mean, that's home. Yeah. Um, in uh, During your funeral scene, I know you wanted to ask about them slamming, slamming the, it on the coffin. I didn't know what that meant or why they The significance that. of all that. And... From what I know, the first time that that happened was in 2006, and it was started by the SEALs, but it has gone to even other parts of the armed forces. Okay. Um, one of the cases that I read the most of was Chris Kyle. When he passed, there were hundreds of emblems there and they said it took over 30 40 minutes and you could hear the slamming throughout the entire mm-hmm. uh, graveyard site and that it just goes from a, a regular wooden box to a golden adornment to that person and it, mm-hmm. it is just a massive amount of respect and death that, that person takes and um there was a lot of uh, emotions when it came to this scene. Uh, I, I don't mind throwing this guy under the bus on this one. Kyle, oh, good. Kyle cried in my arm probably three times after this uh, episode had come out. Episode four and episode five when we find out the what, what had happened. Yep. We went out and we had our nights of really drinking. And he's like, man, how could they do this to you? And I was like, I'm being honest with you, man. I've known since February. Like, how could you not tell me? <laughs> and I, I just didn't want that to be what it was about. And right. um, so we, we had our nights where it, it was real. Uh, there was no acting involved. Uh, there was a scene that I wish 
would have made it in. But Juan Pablo Raba, uh, I mean, these guys are like my brothers, but this guy, he and we had a, a very close bond. And he's standing over me when I'm bleeding out there on the battlefield. And we're looking each other hand in hand. There is no acting there. I mean, th- that's real pain mm, that you felt. Because I didn't want to leave. I didn't want to leave my brothers. No. This is something uh, that we, we We didn't want you to leave yeah. either, Buck. We oh were, I, was not, I was not happy. Uh, and uh, there was a moment. He's standing over me. And uh, he's like, don't look at me with those baby blue eyes. Oh, and, uh, I was, And I was like, Jesus Buddha. And he's like, don't Jesus Buddha me. And uh, he starts singing there, right there on the spot. Lord, it's hard to be humble. And oh, man, he and I just both just broke right there. And, and none of that makes it into it. Right. But that was powerful. And there so was a powerful, scene tonight, right? mm-hmm. Juan, with uh, his wife, Nadine, on the show. Oh, my God, that's how sexy. How powerful was that? I it, mean, it just, just goes to everyone reacts differently to these casualties of war. And, I mean, he reacted to it during sex. So, I mean. Juan, I'm sorry you're thinking about me while you're having sex with the sexy Nadine Velasquez. I mean, she, first of all, Fuck she with the is, jokes now, too. I love it. She's gorgeous. Gorge. But so pretty. It, She's all right. But that's ah, sexy. Nothing, nothing compared to Tammy. <laughs> That but that sex scene, you know, because usually Calder's the one having all the sex in, mm. in the show. But I really appreciate it. Although sometimes I watch sex and I'm like, ah. But in this moment, it wasn't just about sex. Because at first I was like, really, we're just gonna show Buddha having sex. But then that intimacy, real intimacy, mm-hmm. where it's bigger than just physicality. But what he powerful. and his wife, oh my god, so powerful, great acting. Juan, you Ooh. sold that moment. Yes, Juan. Yep. Amazing acting. Yes, I was like, yes. wow, I felt the pain. I was like, and then the cry was like, whew. Every week this show's getting better. It and keeps, I don't want it to go away. I, well, <laughs> and the thing, the thing that really got me was that end scene after we see what's happening on your webcam and Codler, and, you know, he yeah. enters the scene with your wife uh, or Buck's wife. And, and it I'm just like, sucks because just when him and Dharma were getting close, yeah. and she likes her dad, now she's like, "You're." A piece but I, of- I just wish that you didn't die because I wanted that to be that not love triangle, but I wanted you to be able to confront your brother about that. I mean, it's, he's your brother, and he's doing that behind let, your back. Let me set the record straight. Okay, on this. Tammy never cheated on me, not in life. Uh, okay. Only so, in oh. Death. She's standing there next to the bed, and she's just not... I mean, I, I had Is that a doubts. spoiler alert that you no. just gave us? No, yeah. no. I have my doubts. I have my suspicions. Okay. And um, the, the truth is, I, I bet a lot of men, when they're gone at war and you're not home, and you're seeing what your wife's doing, everything, and I think I've got ahead of the curve because I've, I've, I've got video cameras and I can prove it to myself, yeah. and I never saw it in life. And there's this moment that in death he's there trying to help her he's bringing these things and she just doesn't know what to do with so that's what we're seeing we're not so it happened it's happening and tammy happened during and and, and that's good to know i would because we don't know right as an audience right it it might divulge more in episode six to where it goes but that moment right there does not happen in my life is that a fair assumption though for the audience members to think that she was cheating on you with Cuddler or no? Or is it just me just being Mr. You have Drama to be pay- over here? You have to be paying that, very, very think, good attention. You didn't attention. think so either then? That would be a very close thing. She's like, I don't know what to wear. I don't right. know how to do this. How right. am I supposed to okay. carry on? So okay. She's it, like, I just need to be held. And and the original script, it, it kind of went uh, another way that it's like it, it could have been more. Okay. But she is hurting. She is mm-hmm. in pain. She Fair has enough. just yeah. been left alone. Buck did not come home. Right. And that, that breaks her. And who else to be closer but to his brothers and and that's not the position Calder wanted to put himself in I would in hope that not moment. right that, that, that's, that's but not. he's grieving too 
You yes. know, like they're both grieving, and that grief is powerful. Not that it makes it. And the simplest okay, thing right. of just yeah. the off screen, just like I need to be held, and you hear that just off screen, I need to be held, and you don't know where this might go, might okay, not. Okay, fair enough. But yeah. but his Dharma sees this, and she can jump to her own assumptions. Right. You're she's st- a teenager. I'm, I'm with Dharma. I'm, I was you're, with Dharma. Then you're still I, I a jumped. dog that would go and do right. something like yeah, this. Yeah, but, yeah, To your own brother. So yeah, I mean, which is a fair enough assumption, I guess. Yeah, because we are seeing him just have no unemotional sex with a ton of uh, women during the. But in real series. life, uh, I. I heard of stories where they're not dead and they're still sleeping with fair enough yeah, yeah, yeah exactly so yeah, yeah. this does no happen. it does happen all right we're we're running up to the uh, hour here we got like about four minutes left here um should we just jump in and rip in michael real quick yeah, and let's just do let's it. do that um, let's do it because um dominic already told me if we don't talk about him i'm, like, <laughs> I'm gonna be in big trouble Shout but i will go ahead dominic. and say this she, oh, she's been shouting go. out she's got her dominant crush but she still says she's team bear so hey uh, you know <laughs> you noticed it too it's not just me it's not just me i've been saying it from the beginning though like um he's the christian man yeah because I left it's bad... so popular to be team dominic i, I left i left the bad boys a the long boys, time ago right. i'm team the good christian man come on right, somebody right, right 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 so yes you know what's so sad i had a whole game set up for you guys to play and see if you guys knew how well you both knew the cast speed rattle go oh my god okay i can go real fast here all right uh uh which cast member valued cars and sold cowboy boots to make ends meet before making his getting his first big break it's one of the main characters. You have no idea? No. I've had to look these up. No, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to say Barry. You're going to say Barry. I don't know. It's probably Jalen. It's, uh, it's actually Rip. It's Walton Goggins. Oh, Walton Goggins. Yeah, wow. he did that. Uh, you'll know this one. Which Canadian, uh, which me- cast member <laughs> is Canadian? Kyle. Kyle. Which cast member is, uh, which cast members are English? Oh, Barry. Uh, and Michael. and Dominic. Dominic. That's correct. Yeah. Do you know where they're from? Can you? No. Liverpool. And Liverpool's you have to uh, is Barry. That, that Dominic grew up in a castle. I mean, he he comes from the. Look at, look at the So hair. there's your prince right there. <laughs> look at the hair. Brist, Bristol, Bristol. I need to know. Uh, okay. This one I asked. Oh. This will be my. I'll just do this one real quick. Uh, which cast member starred in a Disney Channel Disney Channel original movie about bowling? That would be Kyle. That would be Kyle. Oh, I used to love yeah. Alley Cat Strike. I, I watched it so many damn that. times. I'm going to have to go watch that one. We, we've you talked about watch it many it. times. We're, we're bowling nerds. Me and really? we, we go bowling up at Pins here. I oh, I love Pins right there. Yeah, right there. In the valley. Love oh, the my team. God. Uh, oh, and oh, last one here. Uh, <laughs> which cast member uh, has a huge crush on my co-host, Sally? Me. We're gonna well, <laughs> we're gonna pretend it's Michael too because she, hey, she wants to be Michael. Michael. We, she wants to be Barry, but he's married, so we yes, can't go there. Yes, I can't have Barry. She's gonna be Team Donnie because Buck's dead. So, <laughs> oh jeez, poor Buck. He's gonna be my Boaz. Hello. Here uh, I am, Donnie. It has been a pleasure <laughs> yes, having you on, so man. Awesome. It's been Thank awesome. You. Yes. Uh, you guys can catch six every week. You yes. know, seven p.m. on the East Coast, ten p.m. out here right, on right, the West right. Coast. Uh, we're here live at After Buzz TV, always talking every week. Uh, I'll get I'll get to everything. Oh, don't don't you? No, I was. My name is Daniel Lingren. You can follow me at the Dan Lingren on Instagram and Twitter. Also, Kiss and Tell Show for more of my comedy. Check it out. Selly? Hey, y'all. I'm Selly. You can catch me on all things social media at Selly Hangout. And I'm on Jane the Virgin on Mondays right here on AfterBuzz. And, you know, next week, Dan will get into it. I'll get into it. We'll talk about our predictions and all that because Donnie gave us all his time. Donnie, go for it. Shout outs, buddy. Name's Donnie Boaz. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. A couple movies coming up. Oh. I've got to look at them oh, here. Hey, give one, give one Chicago out. Chicago Justice coming up here soon. Road Less Travel and Wicked Love. Thank you, Jesus. Yay. Everyone tune in for that Wanna for sure. And thank you guys. Signing out. Woo!
from executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.